Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. Roast for one, please. Hey guys, just before we jump into today's episode, and you might be noticing it already, but my microphone is a bit fucked, so we apologize for the audio quality. I still love you, and we'll sort it out for next week, but we're under a time schedule, and I couldn't do anything to fix it right now. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Tom. Carney? Ah, uh, so that's Carney and... And Dusha? Uh, but boys, how good's footy? I'm doing the show by myself this week. <laughs> um, okay, Tom, what did you think of round eight? I was pretty good, Tom. But b- before we get into that, how about um, how about we talk about the the controversial decision earlier in the week? Oh yeah, very controversial, Tom. Very controversial. Yeah, mate. Uh, Nick Nat getting rubbed out. Oh, not not a fan of it. No, no, probably. Fuck, boys, I'm dying here. <laughs> All right, I'll fucking participate, but I'm not oh, happy about it. Thank God. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Nick Nat got robbed out because footy is garbage <laughs> and nothing is good in the world. I agree with that. <laughs> um, my so- heart is as empty as my team's win column for 2018. And um, there's not much more to say about yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm in mourning because uh, my team's finals hopes just fucking died. <laughs> tragically. At the MCG, there was a massacre. Well, I was at was Eddie. It of your hopes and dreams? It was of my hopes and dreams. I was at Eddie had uh, watching Brisbane lose, and I tell you, this is the eighth loss now. Mm-hmm. It's just getting really, really hard to make finals. <laughs> <laughs> like they've sure. got to watch out. We've we've really only got room to lose two more games for the year, and then go on a twelve win run. <laughs> And That's then right. win a further four, probably yeah, further four games, and win the premiership. So yeah. I mean, until that is a mathematical <laughs> impossibility, impossibility, you believe? I still believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was going through the fixture, and I think the only game that Essen looked like they've got any chance of winning in the next rest of the season 
knowing Essendon, uh, we're playing Richmond in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll probably, like, pip them and then lose the following week to St. Kilda. <laughs> um, and then probably won't win another game for the rest of the season. I'm going to just quickly go through my... Just quietly, I'm going to go through it and see how many I think we're still good for to win this year. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're doing that, I might... Well, why don't we just... I, I won't talk about what happened last week with Nick Nat because we've already established that, that was garbage. But I actually, no, I, I want to touch on one thing before we dive into this week's game. Yep. Michael Christian, who is the match review officer. So after Nick Nat got banned in an absurd decision, oh. considering... Now, the reason... Oh, is it bad, Sean? I think we can probably only win 10 games. Oh. Does that buoy you up, though? You could finish 9th or 10th. Who are the two you lose? I can't see us beating uh, Geelong in Geelong. No, probably not. And I've <laughs> I've penciled us in for uh, a loss against Adelaide at the Gabba. Okay, yeah, I yeah, yeah. three losses, sorry. No, four. There's four losses. Hawthorne, um, Hawthorne and Tassie, that's probably a loss. And Frio over there is, is tricky. Do you play Hawthorne twice? We do, because we have Luke Hodge. That's the Gary Ablett effect. Man, that is some hot bullshit right there. Yeah. Uh, how many times did Richmond play Hawthorne? Probably not. Once. Oh. Can I say, just before we even... Actually, I'm angry about this, Sean. Yes. You have been... You have been fucked by Gil and the AFL. Fixture? Oh, mate, your fixture. I just realised how <laughs> fucked your fixture is. At the end of round 10, so next next weekend you'll play Sydney. That means you'll have played uh, Port, Sydney, Adelaide. Oh, no, you know, I haven't played Adelaide yet. So Port, Sydney, uh, Richmond, GWS. Melbourne. Me- nah, not Melbourne because I didn't play finals last okay. year. Yep. Um, and Hawthorne, who finished ninth, I want to say, or 10th, mm-hmm. who were Hawthorne. Well, Melbourne finished ninth, I think. And so you, you'll have played six teams that finished in the top 10. Richmond will have played two. Yep. And they will have played all four teams that finished in the bottom four, and you have not done that yet, sir. And I say, sir, Sean, you should be marching up to AFL House right now and just, just kicking Gill in the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Kick it square off. Just boop into you know, the Yarra. You know what it means to me right now, Tom? What? Fucking nothing. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Are you that dead? You can't even get angry. Anger is coming. Uh, <laughs> I have a few things I, I'm i pretty teed off about from the Brisbane encounter. We'll get to that later when we uh, do a bit of a wrap of the matches. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. No, I, um, I said two weeks ago, in the next two weeks, if Brisbane don't crack a win, I'm going to be total despair. Still seen enough. No, form. but you said last week in the Collingwood game that yeah. you saw enough there to give you another couple of weeks. I saw enough again on the weekend to give me. I want to say a couple of weeks, but fuck me, we're playing Hawthorne and then Sydney. It's like <laughs> who have you got after that? <sighs> give me two seconds. Because can I say I'm going to make a bold prediction? North. Sure. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. North at Eddie had. North oh. at Eddie had. That's tough. At the start of the season, yeah. I would have been like, well, oh. sign me up for a win. Then you've got Essendon at the Gabba. That's probably our first win of the year in round 12. <laughs> now, if we lose next week, I think it's the equal worst start to a season in the club's history. And so here's the thing, and the AFL are mostly responsible for that, for p- pitching you against teams that have... you played far too many top four sides. Yeah, I agree. You should be playing top four sides in the last few weeks when it, you're all tired and it doesn't matter, and just so they can get like a good you know, percentage boost. Yep, so they can rest all their players for finals. Yeah, you know, just... And we can maybe pinch a sneaky win. Actually, do you know what we should talk about? Mm. Before we dive into the games, I completely forgot about this one. So last week we had a controversy involving controversy. I'm Sean Connery. A controversy <laughs> involving one of the coaches from the 2009 Grand Final, and this week a controversy involving the other coach from the 2009 Grand Final <laughs> went from being like rumours and scuttlebutt, and we were kind of not sure what it was, to being like a full blown 
The club had to make a, a statement, a press conference. There were rumblings he was going to get sacked. It's kind of escalated, and Ross Lyon, he's got the full support of the board, which makes me fucking nervous for him. <laughs> for him, though, I mean, it's probably going to be an on-field aspect. If Frio is shithouse for the rest of the year, maybe, uh, maybe he goes. I don't really know. Uh, just to clarify, there was an incident. At, it was a Christmas party. Christmas party. He'd had a few Luke beverages. Good. Um, <laughs> and then he made an inappropriate, a very inappropriate comment, like yeah. super inappropriate comment uh, towards a female member of the staff. It was uh, she was pregnant and allegedly, with a capital, allegedly. He said, um, I like your budding breasts. Which is a terrible thing to say to someone. Nah, it's appropriate as. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to lose your job and probably be branded a sexual predator. But yeah, this is all allegedly, but allegedly enough that, yeah, there was a press conference. And hush money. And hush money. And not just like a thousand bucks, $100,000. Jesus Christ. And a hundred thousand, hundred k. That is a big. I'm, uh, that is a big. Or maybe it was ten k. No, I'm pretty sure it was a hundred thousand. That is a lot of money. That is a big settlement. That's like a settlement out of court settlement. Now, now like here's the in- thing, right? So, so the, the original narrative was that Ross Lyon self-reported, much like the uh, Essendon Football Club did. It then came out afterwards that actually he didn't. Other female members of staff who overheard the incident. Apparently, the other part of the alleged incident was that he followed this woman around and was mm-hmm. basically being a creepy uncle at a Christmas party. And someone felt uncomfortable. Other female staff members reported it. He then went forward and said, no, I did that, and then apologized to her. And that kind of was going to be the end of it. However, then she alleges, or it's alleged that she continued to feel uncomfortable by other members of staff who were like, why are you causing trouble, I guess. Mm. And then made a formal complaint. The AFL's integrity unit, which stands for a hell of a lot, um, investigated. Yeah. It deemed that they were happy with the process Fremantle took, but still there was a... And, and it's really confusing about this part here, but $100,000 was paid to this, this woman and basically a confidentiality agreement on, for both parties. So neither party is able to talk about the incident, including the fact that Ross Lyon has actually not said that it is him and won't answer questions directly about it not being him, which, I mean, probably him, allegedly. allegedly. I'm safe if I say allegedly, right? I guess so. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> I'm safe. From here, though, the, the big thing that's come out is that the AFL were then invest- questioned about it, and they said, we never paid any money. It was a, a work a WA work compensation payment claim. So the news reports went to the WA work compensation claim people and said, oh, did you pay this much? And they were like, nope, we never even investigated the incident. No, Someone I'm, is lying, and I don't think it's the WA workers' they said, cop. They said no paperwork had has ever been lodged in regard to that. No. So Frio, they're fucked. Did Frio do a dodgy? Oh, yeah. It and seems like it, and this is a big oh, thing. It's just... Fire the man. Well, oh. and this is the thing. The board came out and were like, oh, no, we're backing him. And they said, oh, we're really sorry that this woman has had to go through all of the media scrutiny around this. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not. You're actually sorry that media scrutiny has been turned on you guys because there's been media scrutiny on How did it get out? I'm not entirely sure. In fact, I'm, I think friends of hers, because the thing too is apparently she hasn't been able to get a job. It's really like, oh, fuck really? her. Yeah. Appar- allegedly. Yeah. Apparently. That's yeah. the same thing, right? I would keep using allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, and then, uh, Joel Dusha, producer. <laughs> Ross Lyon just keeps chipping away, making shit decisions for his terrible football club. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's. it's he looks things- like a bloke who has 
disgusting garlic breath. <laughs> Allegedly. That is so <laughs> but he does, yeah. That is so specific, yeah. but so true. Don't you reckon? Oh. He's got a garlic I, look about him. He does. Mm. He's, yeah. yeah. I reckon he's sweaty too. I reckon yeah. you'd be like, you'd put your arm around him and go, oh, your back's a bit sticky, mate. <laughs> and look, I can sympathize with that. I'm a sweaty boy. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's just, for me, it just reeks of. He's probably sweaty something. for all the alleged things that mm. perhaps have happened. I'm just waiting for. Allegedly. Because the, uh, the other thing, too, is that the West Australians are like, it's a beat up from the Victorian media because they don't want to scrutinize Bomber. Oh, they went pretty fucking hard after him. Don't <laughs> yeah. you worry. Bomber's probably going to jail. Where? <laughs> Ross Lyon should be if these allegations end up being true. True. What happens next? Do we need another leak? Oh, do you mean another leak about another incident and then he'll get fired? Well, no, do, do we need more? Like, does, does someone need to come forward and go, yeah, break the confidentiality agreement? But again, I guess then you go to court. It just, and the AFL It'll being- have to be a leak from inside the club, I think. Ooh. So you're going to need someone that has a moral compass at Frio, which- Fuck, Allegedly, that's hard. maybe I'll defined. <laughs> oh man, that's to really just hard. Just come out and be like, "Yep, she was treated like shit." Actually, you know what? You yeah. know, you know who's there? Mm. Who's still there? Mm. Brett Kirk. If you're listening, oh, <laughs> fan of the show, fan of the show, Brett Kirk, former Swan, uh, Buddhist, all-round good bloke, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, uh, if you're listening, mate. You need to you need to do the uh, the leaking. You need to do do some do some document digging. Go through some shredded paper, Kirky. You're our only hope, mate. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the Swans, why don't we dive into first game of the round? First game of the round. Where right. are the Swans? We're dead guys. It doesn't matter. It was declared dead two weeks ago. Every media pundit uh, analyst of the game declared that football was over. Oh, yeah, and you're right. You're absolutely right, 100%. Oh, wait. Friday night, Hawthorne and Sydney was an absolute fucking corker of a game. Uh, Sydney won by eight points, but it came right down to the wire. How fucking good are the games between Hawthorne and Sydney? I've yet to see a game besides that grand final that Sydney cocked up where they've actually not had a close, brilliant, cracking game of footy. Well, Reminds- like, pretty much every game Sydney has played this year has been fucking the best. Like... They, every game they've played has basically come down to like a couple of kicks, which is... But that's indicative of Sydney. Mm. They're yet to play Carlton, or St Kilda. Or Brisbane. Or S... Oh. Oh. (laughs) Are you saying they've had a tough draw? I would say that Sydney have had a a draw that would be equitable to the fact that they finished reasonably high on the ladder last year. Yeah, no, that's fair West Coast off off the stadium, then they played Port at... SCG, then they played uh, the Giants, then they played Western Bulldogs, then they played Adelaide, then they played Geelong, then they played North, then they played Hawks. Can that's, I say... Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough run. They have a perfect away record now. Yep. Haven't dropped a game away. After eight rounds. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Just wait for two weeks. Um, can we talk about the... <laughs> and they're coming up to the Gabba. This game, the though, right? The Gabba The yeah. Gabba <laughs> They're going to run into a brick wall that's maroon, blue, and gold. <laughs> um, this game, though, was yeah. supposed to be a shit show because the weather in Melbourne was horrific. It was like yeah. 200 mils of rain. In like a day. It was like two months' worth of rain in two days. And it just was... The skill execution was actually really good. Mm. Um, it's funny, too. People have had a crack at goal kicking. One one bloke kicked seven straight. straight. Ben Ronk, fucking 
Couldn't miss it. Couldn't miss a shot all day. Seven no. big ones. And seven different big ones, too. Like, it wasn't like he kicked the same one from, like, directly in front. 40 out. 40 out. Or, you know, the Josh Jenkins special from the goal square as the balls come over the back. Oh, cop he, that, he, Jenko, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and if you don't mind, 10 tackles. Yeah. First player ever to have 10 tackles and seven goals in a game. That's Jeez, awesome. That, that's a good result. The last, they were saying, oh, you know, do you know, they interviewed him up. It's like, oh, well, you know, the last Sydney player who kicked seven goals? Yeah, it was Franklin. He did it in round one. <laughs> but you expect that. Seven I, weeks ago. Well, it's, when that question was asked, my brain went hard. Tony lost. Sorry, that's wrong. Um, my brain went with the hard option. It didn't go hard. <laughs> yeah, and no, I went back to like, oh, is it Lockett? And then he went, buddy. I'm like, oh, of course. What a dumb question. Although, yeah. uh, Ronk was, is the shortest player to kick seven goals by like 10 centimetres or something like that. He's also only played three games, including the one he played on the weekend when he kicked seven goals zero. <laughs> is he shorter than Stevie Milne? He's like 183 centimetres or something like that. Was Milne ever kicked seven? He only kicked 12 against Brisbane Monday. I remember that. A little tit rat. I mean, the listing I saw was on Channel 7, so they might have just like made up a stat just for something to talk about. I mean, Wayne Carey is on their commentary panel. They yeah. make Basil's Implus is like a go-to guy for them. Okay, so you mentioned also- this before about King, Wayne yeah. Carey. I actually saw, like, heard it for the first time the other night because I paid attention to it. They throw him yes, a question. And he's not and he's appearing in the headlock. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so um, glad I'm not the only person who's noticed this. Just a lot of... Yeah. Also, Ronk only took two marks. That's what I mean. Like, all of his goals were, like, on the run. Yeah. He kicked it. He, the best one he kicked was the one... And, like, they were all pressure goals. Like, in that fourth quarter, he kicked two in the last quarter, where Hawthorne had come back and had hit the lead. Mm. One of those goals, he did a blind turn around James Sicily, took a couple of steps, and just snapped it around his body, and it went through. And it's like, where the fuck have you come from? Yeah. Actually, how did he go last? So, has he played the last three games? He's played last three. He kicked two goals in the Geelong game, including the game, the goal that put them in front. So, he's had... They kicked zero goals two last week. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Slow start. He was building to this. Well, I mean, rising it, it, star uh, nomination, surely. No, I think he did get it. Yeah. I mean, if he didn't get it, there's That's, a there's yeah, travesty at AFL level. Burn down AFL house if he didn't get it. One of my friends and friend of the show, Emma, messaged me from the game, and she is a big Sydney supporter, oh. uh, saying that he should win probably the Brownlow, the Coleman, and be her husband. <laughs> <laughs> I Fair like enough. him. He, he gets excited, too. Yeah, good on him. Loves a goal. Sicily, just chalk it up, another one. Had a bit of a whinge after the siren. What about? I don't know, but he was having a crack at the umpire. And it's like, come on, mate. Not just, a good look. Just let it go. Speaking of having a crack at the umpire, do you know who else had a little little whinge? Oh, little, is, uh, little sookie la la. Is that uh, Al- Alistair Clarkson? I think you'll find it's uh, Alistair Sookson. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, Clarko is possibly the biggest hypocrite in the game. Every time his team loses or something happens, like there was that Geelong one where he came out and criticised Selwood for ducking his head he's going to get concussion and Chris Scott had to come and be like nah kneeing a bloke in the head which your player did will get you concussion and he defends Sicily being like oh he does dumb things because he doesn't get rewarded by umpires this week comes out and it's like oh yeah I feel like the Swans got away with quote blue murder a couple of times tonight that's strong that's strong language especially from a guy whose team has had a especially from a guy whose team fucking inspired a goddamn hashtag, free kick Hawthorne. Yeah, and uh, look, I got a bit of strong language back. Shut the fl- fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. So angry my brain just turned off. <laughs> nah, did your brain go a- hard? <laughs> <laughs> it did. 
But I mean, this is the thing. So then, no, no, it gets worse, guys. I don't know if you saw yeah. this, but you know what he did today? What did he do? He had a uh, a meeting, just a little casual catch up with Gil McLaughlin. Now, and apparently, put this in context. This doesn't happen. No, you don't fucking catch up with the CEO of the AFL just one on one for no fucking reason. Interesting. So he's come out and he's had a crack at the Sydney players, saying they, well, the one he's, he's like, you know, they they block players out of marking contests. Oh. Like how Hawthorne have made a fucking career out of blocking the guy on the mark so they can't run off. Have you seen that? They yeah. do it so often. Yeah. That they'll block the guy on the mark so that when the other player plays on, they're being shepherded away from laying a tackle. Yeah. Geelong, uh, weirdly enough, Geelong did that once this weekend because the commentators then mentioned it and then were like, oh, Hawthorne are big fans of that. We did it once and then Chris got, was just got on the phone and was like, boys, don't fucking do that ever again. My <laughs> arch nemesis Clarkson does, <laughs> does that. Fucking, we're not like that. Here's the thing though with Clarkson, like, blocking's not illegal. Unless you block, unless you, like, unless you shepherding, go yeah. out of your way to like knock somebody out of a contest. But if it's, if it's within the contest, mm. it happens in every single game. And, and probably a hundred, hundreds of times a game. Sean. Because here's what he's done. He's gone to he's gone to Gill, yeah. and he's had a bit of a had a bit of a whinge to Gill, being like a two hour whinge. We're, a two hour whinge. Oh, I love it. The anti two hour chat. Oh, if you had a fucking whinge if they won by a point, yeah. he would have been like, oh, great result. He, can I say, Sook? He has a deflection. Oh, always. Anytime they shit. anytime they lose, he, he comes out and off. has a big. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to fuck off. Yeah. He um. But so then the best part was John Longmire heard about the little two hour whinge he had with Horse. Gill. And Horse Longmire's come out and just gone whack and been like, I actually was on the website today. Hawthorne do it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, interesting that the bloke wants to have a whinge about it when it doesn't go his way. Oh, do you actually say that? No. I'm paraphrasing. I think, uh, hang on, I'll get, I'll get what he actually said because it's actually quite a good quote and I don't want to paraphrase it. Are you saying um, Horse got up on his, uh, on his hind legs? <laughs> he said, it's a bit unusual that he can make comments about other teams and what they do and then think to yourself that your team does everything right. Oh, boy. Fuck you, Clarko. <laughs> Cop that, Clarko. Guess what? I hope you get fucking rolled by Brisbane next week. Oh, got a horseshoe imprint on your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Just the audacity of him to, to, to then go to Gill. Like, it's all it's all well and, and John Longman actually said this. He's like, it's all well and good to complain about it in the press conference afterwards. But to then bring it up a day later on Saturday again when he was questioned about it. And then mm. to bring it up on Monday, like... That is a bo- a little spoilt schoolboy whose toys someone else was playing with, and he's like, actually, on Friday, um, Jed played with my toys, and I'm not happy about it. Mm. Well, you wonder why Sicily's a fuckhead. It's because of his role models <laughs> at his own club. Can I say, you know who wouldn't stand for that? Who? If Luke Hodge was still at Hawthorne, mm. and he heard that Clark, he'd just throat chop him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Silk Burgoyne made a comeback. Played really well. It's it's he's amazing. He's great. When he's like thirty five. He's he's the most successful AFL player of all time in terms of wins in finals. Yeah, he's played. I think he's he's uh, now this could be incorrect. I think he's leapfrogged goods for the most games ever played by an Indigenous player. Maybe I'm not sure about that one. Um, or more, more finals. Actually, just for overseas listeners as well. I'm not sure with other sports, but in AFL, it's probably like once you hit thirty, then it's like you don't really have that long left in the game. Yeah. So to be still playing at thirty five and at such a high level, he really makes a mistake. He's a great player. He will he will hall of fame. Oh, definitely, surely, yeah. Lock that in. He's gonna has he played one hundred and fifty games at Hawthorne yet? I think, I think he's closing so. on it. So not many players play one hundred and fifty at two teams because he used to play for Port Adelaide. Oh no, I think he has. I think it's coming up. They might have mentioned it on the weekend. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's soon to be one hundred and fifty games at two and a premiership player at two clubs. Amazing. 
That's yeah. absurd. <laughs> Instant Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame TC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he oh. would captain the TC team. He would, the TCC. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> but no, he got kicked out of port. They didn't want him. Oh, RTC. I, I heard that. I oh, thought, was that when Choco Williams was coach? Yeah, yeah. I think he, oh. dro- he dropped, he kicked Peter out and Sean went, well, fuck you, yeah, I'm going to go too. You can't drop my, kick my brother out. Choco, but that club. And Choco went, get fucked. We'll win a grand final without you. And then they lost to Geelong by a hundred and he was still playing. Is he at still that there? Point. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> John Burgoyne didn't play in 2008. He, he, I think he, he played in there three. Yeah. I think. I think you're right. He might have gone there in 2010, yeah. possibly. Just uh, quickly on that grand final before we move on, the uh, Geelong Port one. Just wanted to quickly point out that oh. on social media this weekend. Oh, boy. Oh. I, I don't know if it happened this weekend. I came up on my Facebook feed. Kane Corns tweeted a photo of himself being cheered by a whole bunch of Port Adelaide supporters. Like, it's a massive, massive photo. And it's like, tweet me your favorite AFL moment. And someone just replied with the scoreboard from the time that Geelong just absolutely destroyed <laughs> Port Adelaide in the grand final. Biggest loss ever. And uh, yeah, it was real good. And he, he did his not like it. No, he did not. <laughs> what did he say? Like, up yours and it was yeah, just the, the finger emoji? <laughs> <laughs> Cop that, Kane. Giants hosted the Eagles. So we had an excellent game on Friday. And then we had... An okay game. And I'll tell you what, guys. Who's an idiot now? Just, Sean, just uh, get the ladder up, would you? Yeah, I'm on it, mate. Just uh, open the ladder up. I'd like you to tell me where the Giants are. Currently sitting in ninth oh. spot. Now, if we, go oh. by our, if we go by our thing of the eight's pretty settled, who's coming in? These are the teams just outside the eight. Will they punch into the finals? Giants. Still a big chance, I think. Oh, huge chance. Once they get players back, but they've got to keep winning games now. Yeah. Tenth place, North Melbourne. Yes. Huge chance. Sneaky chance. Huge I think they'll chance. fade. I think they'll nah, fade. No, nah, no. I'm on the shin bone of train. Jared Waite's injured, by the way. What's he done? Just a one-week thing, I think. Uh, so, four weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, it that Chris got one week, which Then I five? really only think there's one more team outside the eight that can push, and that's Collingwood. Bomb- oh. Collingwood at 11th. Yeah, no, nah, sorry. Because after that, it's Frio, Bulldogs, Gold Coast, Essendon, St. Kilda, Carlton. And then, I mean, obviously, Brisbane's still a chance. And <laughs> they're mathematically out of it. Yeah. I like that Douche has given up, but Sean's like, no, we're mathematically still a chance if we win every game for well, the rest of the year. Can I say this? You've won two games, Douche. We've won none. Yeah. We're better than you right now as a team. Oh. As a team, we're playing better footy than you. You know what? You can't dispute that at all. I'm not gonna. Tom's <laughs> shaking his head. Shut up, Tom. But, uh, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Essendon um, playing like a team that's got no future whatsoever, where you're still playing. You should be playing a bit better, but you've had a real rough draw. And Whoa, 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 whoa. Nah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not going to fight that. Yeah, I mean, you good work by the. In a row. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not harp on about it. Did you, um, did you win a couple late last year, or have you actually won lost like twelve in a row? We didn't win. Uh, we won like round twenty one or something last year. We had a good finish to the season, a good second half of the did, season. We've was, we've lost nine in a row because we did lose to the Kangaroos in round twenty two. They smashed us by ten goals. But you know, okay, it is what it is. Yeah, not fair. So passes in the past, sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you take. <laughs> did you just quote Frozen? <laughs> Past is in the past. I'm pretty sure she said like- in Let It Go, there is a line, the past is in the past, and then she says, Let It Go. Gee, I mean, boy, what an the- original fucking quote. For some reason, I'm just assuming <laughs> that's what you would be quoting a Disney film. I've seen Frozen once, I think. It was fine. Ooh. <laughs> we'll, we'll have words later. Ooh. Uh, good on the Eagles for winning without Nat Nui. Hold on. Yep. Uh, Jack Darling, actually oh. finally coming of age. He'll be in the All-Australian team for sure. He's again, and this is what I meant when I said, I think a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, they're not relying on Kennedy. And then I, it was foolishly pointed out to me that he'd kicked like six goals in that game, but I said they weren't relying on him. Yeah. But what I mean is that 
Darling is actually finally stepping into that role that makes him dangerous because he can actually play a lot higher up the ground than Kennedy can. Yeah. Just one more note on that one. Jack Redden, 29 touches, 17 contested possessions. He's turned the corner. 13 clearances. Jackie boy. I take it all back. You're doing well, mate. And um, the Giants, they're in trouble. Their their team is, they're getting people back, but they're they're ravaged by injuries. Can I just say this? Richmond are a very successful team. Yes. Because most of their team, everyone in that team has a role to play. All right, so it doesn't matter. Yet Dusty's your star. Cochin will do his thing. But everyone in that team has a specific job or a purpose or a function. Geelong, I think, have been a different team this year because Danger has been sacrificing his individual game to play a role for the team, whether that's as a, almost like a decoy forward to take an extra couple of defenders. Hawkins has been doing a similar thing earlier in the season. At GWS... There is not one player who is prepared to sacrifice their own game for the good of the team. Oh, a bunch of showboating they are a bunch, kids, are they? They are. They are showboaters. Oh, that's big call time. I just think that they just, they don't have, name me a role player at GWS. Matty DeBoer. Yeah, and he's just done his hamstring. Well, he's out. Uh, <laughs> Tom Scully. He's, he's, he's broken his ankle, but he's, but like, everyone's trying to be yeah. the, the best. And yeah. that's that's good yeah, because that, that encourages it. But they just—they're all playing like millionaires. They're all playing like and millionaires. Their wallets are empty. Oh, mate! Jack Dolly's coming third in the Coleman, by the way. He's having a massive, massive year. Good on him, Ben Brown for the Coleman. Still. To be honest, yeah, Jack Darling uh, hasn't wrong for the Coleman. Kick another seven. <laughs> Darling hasn't delivered for the last few years. Like he should be where he, he's at now is a level that he should have been building towards over the last few years, but he kind of just stagnated. No. So he's this is good for him. Good for him. Just uh, quickly before we move on to the next game, which I'm very excited to talk about. Oh, yes. I know this is seven in a row for West Coast. Yep, they are looking very good this year. They only just lost that first one to Sydney. Mm. So. Lock them in for top four, yeah? Yeah. Hey, surely. the big test this week, I'm pretty sure they've got Richmond. I think they do too, because in West Coast. At uh, Optus Stadium. You mean Hell Hall Stadium? <laughs> I mean Hell Hall Stadium. Was there Stadium. any um, any aftermath at Hell Hall this week? Uh, they were playing in um, Spotless. They were playing at GWS. Oh, I just mean in the other fixture. The I don't just... know. I think there were some concussions, but that was Nat Fife's fault. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Moving on to Douche's game. <sighs> Mate. Do we have to? Well, we can skip it. Essendon, shithouse. Carlton, shithouse. Game, shithouse. Well done, Carlton, though. Yeah, look. Good on you for getting that first win. Yep. Uh, Brennan Bolton looked relieved and cheeky on the bench. Well done. <laughs> but that's his... Cheeky is his default. Look. Steve's little grin when the siren went. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like, well, they were oh, told fuck, like, I'm not going to get murdered tonight. Yeah. Carlton would just... I was like, like, where are your hands, son? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, though, Carlton look, turned up at that game thinking we could actually win, whereas Essendon turned up at that game being like, we've already won. I um, think they. I don't know if Essendon did turn up for the game though, Tom. Yeah, I, I don't think they turned up thinking we've got this. I, I think, think they, they were like. I, I think Essendon turned up as it. Carlton turned up as a team that were like, we have a chance to win this, and it could be huge. Essendon turned up with a team that were like, if we lose this, we are fucked. Yeah, true. And because they yeah. aerodynamic got smashed by Cruiser. You know, yeah. I I heard a rumor. Ooh. I heard on the grapevine. Mm. Oh yeah. That John Worsfold, he's a bit of a whiz in the kitchen, and he is quite keen. To add to his wooden spoon collection. Oh. And that's the way they're trending, Dusha. Sean, that joke, that came in from a long way away. It wasn't, wasn't when it got there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. Um, that did not deliver. And uh, no, but neither did Essendon. We're back. We're back on track. We're back, we're back on track. Um, Dusha, they're struggle town. They're at the moment. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you got to look at, you don't look at like the, the whole eight games. You look at maybe like exposed forms. You might say the last three or four weeks. Clearly, I think they're the worst team in the AFL. Fair call. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's also, an, it, like I said last week, and I'll say it again, our players, like the skill level of our players is fine. Like, it's not like that we have a team. No. Like, of no hopers. Like, we have a very, very, very solid list. No one's playing as a team. There doesn't appear to be any coaching. And no one has any confidence whatsoever. Like, you know what else is happening? There's also a lack of effort. I'm going to ask you a question. It's rhetorical because I know the answer. Guess how many tackles Brendan Goddard, leader of the club, laid on the weekend? I'm going to say one. I'm going to say donut. Ooh. Oh, BJ. Not one tackle from a leader of your club. He needs to be laying five tackles a game. Do you know what? Minimum. Here's another fact. Ten players from Essendon of the 22 that played laid one tackle or less. That is abhorrent. Mm-hmm. Who were they? Let's you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's name and shame. Let's let's get zero these. tackles. Uh, is it Jaden Laverde? Laverde. Laverde. Yep. Zero for him and Brennan Goddard. Fuck. Stringer one. Oh, oh. much one. <laughs> Hurley one. Oh. Pepple, your captain one. Oh. That is not good enough. Yeah, but let's. But then but you know why they weren't laying any tackles? Because Devin Smith was laying all of them. Laying he fifteen? Did you say? Yeah, he, he laid fifteen, and Ambrose laid nine. Just. They just need. To, I don't know whether what the spark is, and I mean, it's come out they've now sacked. There's well, he's quit. One of the assistant coaches, yeah. Mark Neal, who yeah. murdered Melbourne, um, in the late two thousands. Like, look, sorry, it was six, not ten, but uh, still. What, what, what? I guess what happens here for them? Like, what well, do they do? It's the it's a real weird thing because I, again, I said this last week, and I'm gonna fucking sound like a broken record. So I'm probably gonna fucking be saying it again next week. It's just like. We've got the pieces, we've got the parts, nothing is fucking moving properly. Need to fucking inject some, like, lube so everything starts fucking- Nah, don't use the word inject around Essendon, <laughs> mate. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's- I don't know if we just went into the season way too confident, and then after that big win over Adelaide, we were just like, yeah, we got this, and then we're exposed. I don't know if we have a game strategy that works- in fact, I'm pretty confident that it doesn't work, because if it did work, we'd be winning games. Who, so, who else did you beat? Who's the two We've only beaten three. Adelaide and Port Adelaide. They're huge scouts. Yeah, it doesn't That's make weird. any sense. Even when we, beat, when we beat Port Adelaide, it wasn't even that much of a shock. We were just like, well, yeah, because got, we got pants the week before. So I was like, yeah, so I'm going to come out and fight. Which is what we should have done this week. Just like flogged Do you know what I'm hating though? Do you know what I'm hating? All this scrutiny on your boys, and you've got my boys next week, and you'll come out. Firing and no, you're but us. I don't think they will because we've said that the last few weeks. I think every time we've got to the tips, we've been like, right, if Essendon stand for anything, they come out firing this week, and they just haven't. But the the big call was someone was saying, oh, they need to drop Stringer and a few other players. But it's like, well, who comes in though? There's no one in the VFL apparently who's impressing really. It's time for them to play for the coach because Bush is under the pump massively. He's uh, for a man whose contract was extended to 2020. Whoa. He's in trouble. Not much 2020 vision there, am I no, right? No, no. But hindsight <laughs> oh, yeah, good. is. Yeah, good. good. Um, Dusha, match committee, right? If you're in charge, who are you dropping? But do you ever, do you drop anyone? Yep. I. <sighs> Brendan Goddard. I, here's the thing. Stringer is such a weird unit that I don't know if you get a reaction from him by dropping him. No. Well, by dropping him, he might fucking go into the VFL, kick ace, and then come back and still be a fuckhead precedent. Uh, do you, do you Stringer, regret Stringer that? Stringer is, is Motlop. So you don't drop Motlop because he's not going to get any better play in the AVFL. You just got to tolerate the weird form sump because mm. he's then a match winner when you need him to be a match winner. And I'm pretty sure he was the reason we beat Port. I'll just double check. He kicked three goals or something. Everyone played in the right positions. Kyle Hooker, 
He needs to lift. He needs to take some angry pills. And <laughs> I tell you this: this is looking like Brennan Goddard's last season. He looks. He looks done, doesn't he? And I think because he's copping criticism every second week at the moment, like heavy criticism, mostly just, from us. <laughs> well, no, it, like from the media as well. Can't Cornsla. Well, no, but like, oh yeah, Stringer kicked four against Port. It's probably the one game where he's delivered. Yeah, he was he was serviceable in the Anzac clash. Just no one else went with him. That was the problem. Goddard probably went at him. Probably. But no, Goddard didn't. He was too busy yelling at Zaharakis and Danaher. Jeez, I just... I don't know what... No, do, you wanna, he, do, you wanna, do, do, do you want to talk any more about it, or are you... Are uh, you... Look, we're going to be talking about Essendon losing next week, too, by the sounds of things. So, everyone tip Essendon, though, so I don't fuck myself with the tips. Gold Coast um, took on the Demons. Did they? Yes. Well, they tried to. They certainly tried to. Up at the Gabba, it was a home game for the Suns. Because when, when the did they smallest, get their fucking home game? I think it was the smallest AFL crowd at the Gabba. Do you know what's really 6, good? Six thousand or so. So they had six thousand. They had six thousand yeah. at the Gabba, eight thousand at Spotless. I'm really glad that the AFL have taken this uh, punt on you know moving into new territory with football. The fact that there was what less than fifteen, less than twenty thousand at both games yep. is a big slap in the face to all of Tasmania. Can I throw another crowd number at you? Go for it. Western Bulldogs home game versus Brisbane, 20,000. That's fucking shithouse. Mm. That is as much about... Like, I sat in the Brisbane section and there was heaps of people there, so we got our usual turnout. Yeah. So that's the Bulldogs All not turning up. All supporters who live yeah. in Melbourne. So that's that's the Bulldogs not turning up that's because what... they're probably a little bit disillusioned. And like, I don't know. It was cold on Saturday, Sean. Yeah, but uh, fucking harden up. Tinfoil hat's coming back on. That's uh, what the AFL is trying to prevent with Richmond this year, remember? Oh. Because uh, how many people would you reckon were at the Richmond game? Probably a lot more than 20,000. Can I say, but a lot of them were north. That's a north true. home game. That's true. That's true. You know, Richmond having to play interstate in Docklands like that's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy McDonald kicked five goals for Melbourne. Sean, Sean, I'm going to stop you right there. Mm. I'm going to implement the rule that I implemented <laughs> last week. Does anyone actually give a shit about this game? Have Melbourne beaten anyone worth talking about? Oh, sorry. There's a couple of things I do just want to say. Whoa. Okay, my All hand right. went up. Yours did not, Sean. Put no. it, put it. You know, just settle down for a minute, mate. Simmer oh, down. I was ready to skip this game. Inside fifties for this game, eighty-three to forty-three. Far. That out. was reflected on the scoreboard when Melbourne roughly doubled Gold Coast's score. It was, I guess, the one the one positive for Melbourne supporters is it was nice to see them put their foot down on a team's throat because even in the games that they've beaten you guys in St Kilda, oh, yeah. they've looked shaky. Yeah. So it was nice to see them, you know, but it'll be interesting to see when they actually have to play a team that's good good mm, yeah. uh, in the coming weeks, how Melbourne go, because I think we all know how they're going to go there. <coughs> yep. yep oh, are you choking there? Yeah, I'm choking. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about game of the year. Oh, Jesus. Footy's that, dead, no, guys. I mean, Footy's dead. Game of the year? Obviously game of the round. Oh. There are two showdowns every year, boys. Yeah, Adelaide will have a rematch towards the end of the year. With I think there's home. been 44 showdowns, yep. and it's 22 apiece. Yep. And I don't. Billy Brownless said this on the radio. I'm not. I, I don't think this is true, but the average winning margin in those 44 games is seven points. Yeah, it is because there's a lot decided by less than a kick. Fuck me, that is intense. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple weird ones there where it's been like 30 points or 40 points. But this is the thing where they talk about form doesn't matter when it gets to the showdown. Yeah. Is that both teams could be doing terrible. They get to the showdown. Like, Port had been kind of up and down. They get to the yeah. showdown, it just doesn't matter. It's the hardest game of the year to tip. The best fucking, they're the best fucking games. Yeah. The, the worst, the biggest criticism about this game 
was it was on at 4.40 and on Foxtel, and it should be on 7.30, prime time. Free to air. Free to air. It is, yeah. It's one of the biggest games of the year. Instead, you know what game we got on free to air TV, guys? What did we get? St. Kilda versus Frio. That's disgusting. I don't even want to talk about the game when we get to it later. Yeah, good. We won't be. We'll be <laughs> skipping it. Let's oh. talk about this game. Can I just, just, fuck yeah, Robbie fucking Gray. If he played for a Victorian side, you'd talk about him every week. Five goals in a quarter to drag his team back into that game. Yep. How awesome Incredible. is he? Five goals in a... That's cooked. Hey, Ronk, cop that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you're really enough. good. No, but I, I love Robbie Gray. He's I think he's a top 20 player in the AFL. I reckon he's top 10. Um, you can make an argument that he is top five player in the history of Port Adelaide. I would make it, yeah, he would be. Yep. And I would also make the argument that right now he is the best high half forward or mid forward yep. player in the comp right now. Do you fit Zorko in that same bracket? Yep, I do. And I think Gray's better than him. I Gray's, Gray's consistent. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I, no, just because. No, no, I'm not. I didn't. Zusha made it a thing just then. I know. <laughs> I don't have an issue with that. I agree with you completely. Do you know why Gray was able to be as dangerous as what he was, though? And this is where, and I know it's going to hurt you to talk about this, though, Sean. Rocky played some kind of game. I got. You talk about him because then I've got some words about Rockliffe. So he played some kind of game this weekend, but having Ken Hinckley was talking about it and saying having guys like Rockliffe come in who can play on the ball for them means that they can free up those dangerous kind of players like Gray, who's then in the forward line, and kicks five. You're not happy. I'm just thinking about Tom Rockliffe. And? And I watched a bit of him on the weekend. and Because, uh, to be honest, he's TC number one for me. Really? I thought Jared Polak was. However, I'm actually at the point with Rocky where I forgive him. Oh, oh that's warm my heart. He had a great game. He was best on ground outside of Robbie Gray, who just exploded in that third quarter. Rocky went through a lot of hard years in Brisbane, and he was the captain during like probably the, sh- the lowest point in the club, uh, and shouldered a lot of the blame and all of that, and he got everyone just hung shit on him and... And everything, and then so finally, yeah, he's left, and he's playing in a in a more successful sort of team at the moment, in a better program. And I, I don't know, I just watched him on the weekend, and he was just he talked even after the game where he's like, I didn't know if I still could compete at this level anymore. So it was nice to come back today, and you know, he's been injured and out of form early in the season, and this is clearly his best game for Port Adelaide, and he's just back to his normal, back to his normal best. So I don't know, it's it hurts me to see him playing well for another team, but I I forgive Tom Rockcliffe and I'm happy for him. And he's no longer my number one fucking most hated TC. Would you even be prepared to maybe remove that title? No, he's still a TC. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I mean, yet. it's still too raw, but I, I am happy for him because there are some players who jump ship and I, I don't really think Tom Rockcliffe did because if he was to jump ship, it would have been Way a earlier. year or two yeah, earlier. Yeah. He, he did it at Probably at the best time for himself in the club. Like, so good on you, Tom, and I hope he has a good season. Yeah, and I, I think I think he will. But um, can we just talk about the last passage, like the last three minutes of this game? Yeah. So Porter leading by three goals midway through the third, and then with about five minutes to go, Betts kicks a goal, had done nothing all night. Two minutes to go, Tex Walker roosts one from 70, <laughs> Tex Walker, just actually before we move on to this last bit of play, Tex Walker goes missing in big games, doesn't he? When the when the game's on the line and it's a crunch moment, where's Tex? Where is he? Oh, he had he had six touches and kicked two goals. He's your captain. He coming, needed a lift. Coming back from injury, though. Mate. You don't did, care? Do you know what he did? 
He uh, are he has form. Are injuries like form in a showdown? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Not oh. not in a showdown. Okay. Now, now, you know why, Sean? You know why I say that? Yeah. Two words. Nigel Lappin. Oh, <laughs> broken ribs. Played the grand final. Don't get me awesome. excited. <laughs> Fucking love you, Nigel. I know he's listening. Yeah, of course. Obviously. So many of the players. But no, so Texan kicks one, and then with 40 seconds left on the clock, Mitch McGovern takes an unreal mark, turns around, slots it through. Adelaide are in front, about 40 seconds left on the clock, and it, it looks like that's it. Adelaide then push three players behind the ball, ready to tighten it up. Uh, it's a cliche often used by commentators, boys. Uh, cometh the moment, cometh the motlop. <laughs> and this is why you draft a guy, this is why you recruit a guy like Motlop, is he'll do nothing all day, and then when you need him the most, yep. he will rise to the top. That bulk around those Adelaide players to straighten up and put that goal through at speed was outstanding. And, uh, <coughs> gave me memories of a certain game in 2009. What game was that? Oh, that was the Anzac Day Clash where Zaharakis <laughs> nailed one from uh, like 50 <laughs> diagonal in the areas. It was being like cleaned up. It was wet. Oh, what a Zaharakis was better for me. Oh, yeah, probably because yeah. of the degree. However, of if BT was commentating, who knows? It could have gone either way. Can, it just. It was huge. And also, like. Bodies were all over the ground by the end of it. Like, I don't know who, an Adelaide player during this play just got, like, basically killed. <laughs> McGovern. <laughs> like, imagine kicking the goal that you think has won the game. The, the best part for mine about this whole game, though, was at the end, they showed the coach's box, and Ken Hinckley was losing <laughs> his fucking mind, and I loved it. He went a bit far. Oh, no. He settled down, up Ken. In it. He got caught up in it. Because they'd lost five straight to the, to the Crows. Yeah. No, Owen, that's what he did. He's gone 0 and 5, and then he's gone 1 0. So it's like we've reset. We're now 1 0. Don't get to reset. It's still 5 and 1. Ken. Well, actually, it's 22 22. And that's, that's harder to mine. <laughs> is that <laughs> Just, under his tenure, is it? Uh, no, because they've won ones earlier. Oh, so what's that? <clears throat> Have they lost the last five? Is that what it was? They've lost the last five in a row. Interesting. Because they won that one that when Wingard kicked that goal. Like with three seconds left, and Monfrey's kicked the goal that where the ball went at a right angle. <laughs> Can I throw a player at you who has that been it hurts? So please don't shit house all year. Yeah, just flying under the radar. Go for it, Charlie Dixon. Who? <laughs> <laughs> He's played every game. Yep. I'm going to read you his stats. This is a big power forward. Yep. 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 Literally. Who- Ended last season in pretty strong form as an important player for Port Adelaide. Nearly won him a, a, a final, elimination final. Eight they, games. How many goals has Charlie Dixon kicked this uh, year? Less than eight. Five goals. Four. And was that like a he kicked a bag against like a team? I feel like he's kicked like three, possibly, but five goals, eleven. Oh, he's a, he's averaging fourteen touches a game at fifty five percent. Just going shit house. He got beaten by Mark Blitzarves, who's not a backman. I watched that game that because I was at the the Port Geelong game. Yeah, and because because we were down that end, we could see like the forward line pretty closely. Mm-hmm. He just just looks like he's out of really really badly out of form. Yeah, so Maybe good, good thing something. they're winning. Yeah, shit, <laughs> <laughs> shit form. Yeah, I was at, I was going to be like, oh yeah, the rest of the team on his shoulders, but he's not because no, he's not doing anything. They're him. actually doing fine. Well, that's a positive. Anyway, game of the season. Can't wait for round two when Adelaide, it's Adelaide's home game. Fuck, I love the showdown. I fucking love the showdown. There was a fucking punch on before the bounce of the ball. They started wrestling. <laughs> in the crowd or in the on the field? 
Now there was no punch-ons in the crowd. Well, not that we know of yet. <laughs> That's um, the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a violent free event, actually. <laughs> the AFL probably sweeping under the rug. 12 people died. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, just... no, no, the punch-ons all happened at the pub around the corner. <laughs> well, yeah, just for a bit of clarification, last year, at the last showdown of last year, Port Adelaide fans turned on each other, <laughs> and there was a huge punch-on at the ground yeah, that's between right. Port fans. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Hey, nah. speaking of fans turning on each other, next game, Brisbane versus Bulldogs. Uh, when we got there, because it was predicted to be a small crowd, this is at Etihad Stadium, capacity of, what, 55,000? I think so, yeah. There's only 20,000 there on the night. That basically, general admission, you could just pretty much sit almost anywhere on level one. They're like, ah, just go for it. Yeah. They didn't take into account, though, that people during the week had pre-booked tickets and had, like, seat allocations. So our section, which was like a Brisbane Lions supporters area behind the goals, filled out. It was great. It was a great atmosphere there. It was awesome. It was almost like you were at a home game. It was fucking weird. Then people started coming in with their tickets and been like to other people, oh, you're in our seats. And then we're all Brisbane supporters. And people were like, nah, we've been here for two hours. We want to sit on the fence. We're not moving. Like they said, we can sit anywhere. Brisbane fans start fighting with each other. Oh, no. Because the people who are sitting there are like, we're not moving. Go sit right there. Go sit there anywhere. Security didn't want a bar of it when people complained about it. Wow. Then it got... It got physical at one point. Because one guy had come down at the start. Sean, did you deck a child? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll get to the children later. <laughs> I knew, knew yes. there would be. No, 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 no. One guy had come down at the start and like these people were like, oh, no, like they said we can sit anywhere and he kind of stomped off and then went and had, I reckon, probably 20 beers. <laughs> came back at half time when they would like were standing up to stretch their legs and just like slid in and sat down. And they're like, what are you doing? And he goes... Pulls his tickets out and goes, you've been sitting in my fucking seat for fucking two quarters. Get the fuck out. It was this huge like altercation and then like a bit of a verbal. I looked away for a minute. Out of the corner of my eye, I see it get physical because the guy pushed her. Oh, Jesus. Hang on, hang on. Drunk bloke pushing a lady. Pushed the woman. Oh, she Jesus. stumbled. 15 blokes got up and went, Oi, cunt! Fuck you! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! There's fucking kids here, you fucking piece of shit! And everyone's I'm, screaming. I'm, 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 there are yeah. fucking kids here, yeah. fucking yeah. kids! <laughs> Security, still, I think, maybe scared to get involved. I'm not really sure. There was only two of them. And they were a bit like, oh boy. And then finally they came down and... Can um, I say, that is, they didn't that, do is, anything. that is piss so, weak by Eddie Hatch. So stadium. the woman moved. The woman and her family moved to like this seat nah, behind us. Nah, that is piss weak by Eddie And then Had. this guy's sitting there and everyone's kind of cleared out. It's kind of when someone's sick on the train and he's sitting there with his old man and they're just like, fucking, fucking cunts, fuck. They're Brisbane supporters. And then this guy, you know, in front of him turns around and says, there's fucking kids at this game. You're a fucking disgrace to the jumper. <laughs> fucking get out. We don't want you here. And then they're going at it. And then security finally came and kicked him out. And he was just screaming. Like, and everyone was, was like, yeah. And everyone came and like, woo, yeah. But that's, that's, you, that's your own supporters. That, can I say, right? Like going at it. Like, fuck. That's not that man's fault. He's purchased and it's more expensive to buy a reserved seat. <sighs> so I said to my brother, I said, this is Eddie Had Stadium. Eddie Had. Can I say, I, I am, I'm biased. No, but he's a dickhead for pushing. Oh, he's a dickhead for pushing the woman. That is fucking gross. And forgetting. But Eddie had stadium. Overly aggressive. Why the fuck you. didn't you intervene earlier? Yeah, that's One, stupidity. So that would avoided someone being drunkenly pushed. Yeah. B, Eddie had stadium. Where the fuck were you when the drunken pushing was going on? C, know your fucking stadium. I work at a stadium. Let me tell you, that would never fucking happen at the MCG. So this about 30 different sets of people came down and were like, oh, you're in our seats. You're going to move, blah, blah, blah. So it was, it was out of control. It was chaos. But only, only one of them got drunk, came back and pushed a woman over. Yep. Hey, mate. You are never, ever put that scarf around your neck again. Disgrace to the jumper. I love it. Fuck off. Got was, no heart. Was that you, Sean? <laughs> Did you say you're a disgrace to the jumper? Were you the guy that turned around? 
turned oh no i just i was i was very heavily invested in everything that was happening and um you know how like when he so he's done it and then like 10 or 15 blokes got up and get in there and you're kind of like i'm a little bit away from it but i'm like should i should i get up should i jump in <laughs> at this point i'm not going to help because they've got it under control and the guy Next to me was like trying to climb over me. And like, oh, you fucked me! And he, I, lo- I actually love it when they use the kids thing. Where they're like, "There's fucking kids here," and it's like, "Stop swearing!" Yeah, I love it. It's never, it's never like, "Excuse me, sir, there are kids present. Please behave yourself." It's always, "There are fucking kids here, you fucking fuck." Yeah. Okay. Now, when I get to the footy, I'm, I'm just we, okay. We've moved on to the Brisbane uh, Bulldogs game. <laughs> when I get the to the Brisbane footy, did not win. I, I like to sit in my little Brisbane area, and I'm like, "Oh, this is good. This is pretty good." Now, I get. Fairly passionate watching the footy. Yep. Uh, I once went to the footy with Gabe, and he was like, "I saw a different side of you today. You, you were fucking out of control." Can I say I'm an? Are you a, are you a fired up supporter of the footy? Um, because I am. My my voice it, is gone today because I yelled all day yesterday. Depends where I'm sitting. A lot of the time, because I have a few Essendon supporter friends that are either Essendon members or can sit in the Medallion Club or even MCC. And I feel a bit weird about getting too rowdy in those areas. Yep. You can absolutely get rowdy in the MCC, <laughs> <laughs> but. That being said, I have been known to get rowdy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I, I fire up a lot. Like my dad and I on the weekend got so fired up at one point and in a positive way, like a goal was kicked and we got so excited that we stood and both of us had to sit down because we got dizzy. <laughs> and my mum and, and the fiance are pissing themselves laughing because we're both woozy because we weren't breathing. We were just yelling. <laughs> I, oh, sorry, I like to have the option to swear. <laughs> like not screaming it out loud, but I want to be able to sit there and if Brisbane fuck up, I want to be able to just be like, oh, fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? I yep. want to be able to do that. A, f- a husband and a wife sat down in front of us. This is, you know, when they come just as the game's starting. So you've been there for almost an hour just getting into it, getting ready, getting pumped up. And you're up. excited because you're like, there's yeah. no one here. Yeah. I'm like, there's no one in front of me. I can even put my feet on that fucking seat if I want Ooh. to. I can do whatever I want. It's free reign. Husband and wife come in with four kids. All probably under 10. Oh, oh no. Sean, there are kids here. They park it. 
Now, Dad is doing Dad duty and running back and forth, buying fucking chips and bottles of water and all sorts. He's the only one who gives a fuck about the game, and he's missing half of it. The kids, it takes all of 10 minutes to get the iPads out. They've all got fuck. They've all got one. It's bullshit. They're just going at it. They're fucking leaning over my seat. They keep bumping my knee. They keep looking at me. So, I got to a certain point in the game where I was like, I'm just going to swear. Like... <laughs> Teach Your moral lesson. code went out the window. Like, I'm just going to... When Brisbane fuck up, and it happened a lot, I'm just going to be like, oh, fucking hell. And then the kids look at me because they're like, oh, he swore. And I'll just... I stared them down. <laughs> <laughs> and even like, if their arm, if their elbows were bumping my knee, I fucking gave it a kick. Because <laughs> honestly, I had enough. Brisbane were... Oh, Brisbane had chances to win this game. Especially in the last quarter. We kicked four of the first five eight, goals. Eight points. Got within seven points. The dad's trying to get him up. He's like, boys, we're back. Come on. On their iPads. Uh, they don't give a fuck. That's TC behavior because you need you, you need your supporters to lift. The team was pumping and then drinking. the, the result went against us and it's the fault of those four <laughs> fucking kids. If, they had, if they'd yelled out, we believe in you, Zorko, he would have kicked a fifth goal. I mean, we win the fucking game. It reckon, changes the outcome. Oh, do you reckon Zorko had a look into the crowd and just saw four iPads and he was like, fuck these guys. Lose, tanked? I re- well, I'll tell you who looked in the crowd and who lost his heart. Matty Eagles. Oh. And then he fucked it and cost us. Matty Eagles' mistakes cost us about four goals on the weekend. Yeah, but you keep him in. Oh, I don't know if you can. He was really exposed. Really? Okay. Was it, was it Chris his, Fagan, that coach. McLean, that McLean goal. And the, the whole end. selection committee. Yeah. They failed on the weekend because already the Bulldogs are not a big team. Yeah, no. And we went in with three tall forwards, three three key backs as well. No, no, I think you go with the three tall forwards to stretch them. It actually worked because um, did you guys see Oscar, our new boy? Yeah. Kicked two goals, clunked a few marks, looked really good. McStay kicked a couple. McStay kicked two, should have kicked three or four. Um, uh, Hipwood nearly broke his fucking leg. Hipwood kicked one, I think, and three behind, or two behinds and three out on the full. Had, uh, had a Joey Danaher. Yeah, like it's <laughs> funny because he, he shanked really easy ones and then drilled a beauty like a Stevie J one from the boundary line. So yeah, you stay with the three, but I wouldn't have played Maddie Eagles because they didn't, just didn't have the option. And Bontempelli came back and he's carrying like a bit of a hip injury. So they just played him in the goal square pretty much the whole night. He kicked four. But Bont's big and sometimes, though. Bont's yeah, six but you four. don't want Maddie Eagles who can essentially play as a ruckman playing on Bont. He got yeah. exposed and they, they worked through him. And I'll tell you who they worked through as well. Hodgie. He, he got caught out. There were too many times where he got caught out directing traffic and then they kicked the ball over the top and he's running back trying to spoil his man. His man got the easy goal. Yeah. And so he needs to fucking lift. Louis Taylor needs to learn how to kick. There were so many times. I don't know what it is with Brisbane. It was a confidence thing. They didn't. They'd get the ball and then their instinct was look around for a handball instead of taking the game on and kicking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm saying this every week, nearly every week. Bulldogs are a shit team. Like, against a good team, they would have got smashed on the weekend. The fact that Brisbane got back within a goal in that last quarter and only lost by two goals is fucked for the Bulldogs because Brisbane made so many crucial well, that, mistakes. When, when you were still in it and then McLean got that ball out the back and kicked the sealer, yeah. you watched that passage of play and there was two opportunities for, them for, the, for a more experienced back line would have killed that ball. Yes. That, and that happens every week, Tom. It's like Brisbane, they're, they're right in there. There's like maybe five, five minutes to go, they're still in the game. And someone just fucks a handball or misses a target and they just get killed on the turnover. And it fucking drives me crazy. It's got to lift. But the signs are still promising. Like, And you're not a mathematical impossibility, Sean. It's not mathematically impossible yet. I don't know. I, I see a lot of promise in a lot of the players. And 
I still believe in the direction the club's going. It's not like they keep sort of being referred to as probably the best zero and eight team. Yeah, mostly by you. Well, no, like I'm, I've, I've been hearing it throughout the media. Yeah. So, um, I reckon they're better than Carlton. Which, who proved on the weekend that they're better than Essendon, so that puts you third worst team in the AFL, which yeah. is not bad. Well, I would even, again, if we talk about that form line thing where we're talking about with Essendon, if you go the last three weeks, Brisbane are probably in the middle mm. somewhere. Well, I mean, I go back to this. They're probably better than St. We've been Kilda. smashed once. Way better than St. Kilda. We've been smashed once, and we weren't really a chance of beating the Giants, even though we only lost by five goals. Every single other game, they've been in it well over halfway into the last quarter. Yeah. yeah. They just haven't had the experience to polish the class to pull it off. Eventually, it's going to happen, and then maybe that confidence will lead to 12 wins in a row and a final berth and, and glory. But do you still believe, Sean? Oh, I do. Charlie Cameron was great. Um, just quickly running through some plays. Three goals. Brilliant. Zorko, benefiting from the two-hour chat still. Fantastic. Kick four goals, 24 Still haven't touches. worked out who those... Although one of it was... The, the rumour has been confirmed that Crawford was apparently yeah, one Crawford of them. Yeah, Crawford and Black were... The two. I mean, um, pretty good players. Yeah, not yeah. bad. <laughs> I've um, heard good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph Martin had 49 hitouts. As he should against a team that doesn't have a Ruckman. I think the team hitouts was like 60 to 15 or something like that. But oh, basically, yeah. they did that thing that some sides do where they just they, they shark Martin's hitouts. And they, their midfield just got us all night, pretty much. I want to so, talk about when we get to it. So, Jack McRae as well, we should just say, he's having a fucking killer year. 47, 47 touches. touches. And, um, he's got, awesome. and, he's, and a lot of them contested. He's, he's, um, he's lifted. And the bond he kicked for, they're a good team. Matty Suckling, when he took that mark 60 out and went back, I was like, oh, this game's fucking cool. He's going to kick this. But then you were still in it after that goal. Yeah, even then, it was a weird game where, like, they, they just couldn't put you away. They couldn't put us away. And we, the beautiful thing, Brisbane, except for the Richmond game, had not given up in any game this year. They just keep going, keep going, keep going. They're a pretty good last quarter team. Yeah, but the class just... But they just can't finish. They don't have the polish. Yeah. That's all it is, really. Shithouse game on free-to-air was the Dockers and the Saints. The Saints are as bad as we thought. Kicked one goal five to half time. Uh, and uh, then got within... Killing distance of Freo, and then did everything they possibly could to lose the game from there. Freo, yeah, yeah, whatever. One by 30 points, no one cares. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a game as irrelevant as that one. Yeah, no fair. All right, moving on to uh, Sunday's game. Uh, so North Melbourne lost to Richmond by 10 points. Oh, I, wanted, I wanted him to win so it bad. It got real close. Uh, ben Brown, who is usually such oh. a good kick, cooked it. 30 oh. metres out, and he missed. And if they had to kick that goal, pressure would have been... Well, momentum. well on Richmond, momentum. Yeah. They had the last three. They kicked three behinds to finish the game, so they lost by seven. Could have pinched the game. Oh. Yeah, uh, and Ben Brown kicked two of those behinds. I didn't watch the game. A North kind of real deal stuff. They or are. Were Richmond they, just yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They took it. Richmond were really good. Yeah. This is the thing. Like Richmond, it was a bit like the Sydney Hawthorne game. Richmond were really good, and North matched them. Yeah. Um, Richmond were up by twenty-seven points at halftime. North clawed it back, got in front in the last quarter, and then Richmond just like. Cochin just dragged them over the yeah. line. They actually, North killed them in contested ball. Yeah, they did. Although, but, I get Richmond absolutely smoked them in uncontested. So. Well, but that, and that's Richmond's style. Just get the ball and just go take off. Yeah. And that might just be Richmond working harder too, to be honest. Possibly. But, but uh, North North just... They, 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 hey, um, Benny Jacobs. Oh, did a number on... Although, Dusty then had three goal assists in the last quarter, I think. Oh, did he? But it was still, he's just sort of just humming along. There was interesting watching 
um, the commentary for that game, uh, at halftime they were talking about what Jacobs was doing at stoppages and whenever Martin got the ball. Um, I can't remember who the... It might have been Del Santo was the commentator. He goes, watch him at the stoppage. Jacobs is... Dusty is wearing Jacobs like a backpack. Yeah. Jacobs never got in front of him, never got on the side of him, was always behind him so that as soon as Martin got the ball, he could tackle him and took away Dusty's greatest weapon, which is the fend-off. You can't fend off a guy who's standing behind your shoulder. It's great. Great tactic. Just just wore him. And ne- not, not, not holding on to him, just was so close to him that to do a fend-off, he'd have to turn. And by that stage... You got him. Gone. He's the best tagger in the game. He is, and it's it's good. It's good to have. Look, I hate him because he, he's <laughs> going to tag someone from Geelong soon. But it's good to have him back when he's had like eighteen months off with a foot injury. Like he didn't yeah. play any games last year. Missed most of the year before. So North, real deal. Richmond. I mean, Josh Caddy kicked four. Fucking annoys me that he does that. <laughs> TC. He's um, a TC. A right. big TC. No, mild TC. Mild TC. He's a double TC. Oh. He is actually Gold Coast to Geelong, Geelong to Richmond. Can't do some research. If there's any triple TCs? There's like quadruple TC. <laughs> Fuck quadruple TC. There'd be players who are triple TCs. Um, Lockie Henderson is a triple TC. Benny Hudson would be too, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Does it yeah. count too though? If you're like retired and then a club picks you up? Absolutely. Nah, probably not. No, no that's well. They, so technically, like- Lockie Henderson. So Brisbane, although he didn't want to leave Brisbane, he got traded out for Favola. Yeah, he got, so he got pushed out. The Fevolution. Well, I didn't do Imagine if that had it worked. Anyway. <laughs> You'd be talking about Voss as the greatest, you know, three-time premiership captain and three-time premiership coach because oh. Fev would have won him three flags. I still believe in Vossy. He'll get there one day. And then, uh, oh, what was the last game of the round, boys? Uh, it was uh, Collingwood Magpies versus Geelong Carts, which, look... Possibly one of the worst games I've ever seen. So I'm glad they fucking won, because if they had enough... It was awful. For the first half, oh. both teams looked fine in the midfield, but the moment it got anywhere near an attacking 50, both teams were just like, well, I guess I'll shank this one. We, um, I didn't watch this game, actually, just having disengaged from, from football and from happiness yeah, after a, the loss. So You're in a grieving period. Um, No, yeah. I... um. The toast realm, if you will. It's a, it's a, it's a 24-hour toast hold. So, the final scores were 5 goals, 15. Collingwood plays 9 goals, 12. Geelong, but Geelong steadied heaps. Just before halftime, they kicked 2 goals. But in the space of a minute. So, no one had kicked a goal for the ho- in the last minute of the second quarter. No one had kicked a goal at this point. We then kicked 2 in the space of like 20 seconds, including a Gary Ablett special where Selwood got a clearance, quick clearance over the top to Minagola, who kind of tapped it out into the path of Ablett, who ran onto it, kicked it around his body, and uh, goes his back, boys. It's so funny, because Collingwood was so accurate last week. Yeah. They used up all their accuracy in that game. 5.15. Was the weather shithouse? Nope. It's a beautiful day. It was what lovely. the fuck? You were, you were around yesterday. You were, went outside. Oh, nah, no, you were, you were in the toaster realm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just burnt and crispy with, like, there. A towel over your head. Just <laughs> munching, the munching on bread. No, it was a perfect condition. So I don't know whether it was perceived pressure, but the amount of times that we get it out of the middle, run forward and kick it to Jeremy Howe, and then vice versa, they get it and kick it to Tom Stewart, who just quietly had 28 possessions and... um. Is inheriting that forty-four number pretty comfortably? Um, Australian form. Ooh, let's put it out there. You reckon? I reckon he at least makes a team of forty. I reckon. Bloody hell! Maybe not the final twenty-two, but he makes a squad of forty. Ooh, all right, fair enough. I mean, he's playing really well. Yeah, no, nah, fair call. Um, Tim Kelly played brilliantly. The, the thing that was really good again was that Ablett played a standard Ablett game, but Dangerfield was playing at full forward for a lot of the game. And Ablett played a lot of time in the forward line as well without Menzel and Hawkins. Yeah. Selwood had a quiet-ish game. He got caught a 
tagged out of it by Crisp, I think. But Crisp Duncan had, had an awesome game. game. Kelly had an awesome game. Menegola was the difference. He kicked two goals in that third quarter when it was at a bit of a deadlock. Kicked two in a row, broke the deadlock, and then in the last quarter kicked, a, like took a ripping, not, not a big mark, but just a mark where the ball was coming in high and there was a Collingwood player beelining towards him, ready to spoil, and he just just stood his ground, caught the ball and dropped it like, straight down under his, into his chest. After, just textbook. How'd Cramery go? Kicked a goal? Yeah, he yeah. was... Kick one goal, two. I saw the first half. He was there. He was present. He yep. was doing... I mean, he's pretty quick, and I didn't realize that mm. for a bigger bloke. He's got a bit of toe. Asava Radigalea kicked one goal, two, but fuck. He oh, looks was... like he's going to rip a game apart any week. He is so close. He was like... I was going to mention him, actually. Uh, I was just double-checking his name. Uh, that's what I was fucking around on my phone. But um, yeah, especially in the second quarter, he was just all over every... Every contest, he was just like flying in somewhere. I love it. He's a big dude. He's a bit like Magic Door, but with a football brain. He's, yeah. He's also only 19 years old. Yeah. Far out. He's, he's massive, be, though, already. He's huge. He's going to be, he's the future of Geelong. Yes. It, when Tom Hawkins retires, yep. it'll be a Sava. Hopefully soon. <laughs> well, can I say, to all those people who think that he's not important to our team, look at our fucking forward line entries without him. Because he takes two defenders away. He's important. Away. He's but very he's, important. Uh, he's reached that point in his career where he's not going to. He's not winning Coleman medals anymore. Well, no, but he, but he, but he's, but as I said, he's sacrificing his personal game for the benefit of the team. He's yep. pushing up the ground to suck a few defenders up. And he's doing a bit of a reverse GWS then. He's doing a reverse GWS. No, I'm happy with my boys. Well done. Hard win. Uh, Can I just ask a question, a Collingwood question? Yeah. I'm just looking at Chris Main's stats. Did he actually play quite well? He actually did. He took, he, um, he took a lot of tackles. He, he laid a lot of tackles. Just, Nine tackles, 25 touches. The issue was he just, Missed a couple of chances. Like there was a couple yeah. of times when he could have got a handball out to someone and they sprayed it. Trelaw had a game where he had a shitload of the ball and then just butchered it. Like he he, he missed. He kicked zero three or zero, zero four, three. and there was a passage of play on the wing where there was a ball that was like close enough to him and he kind of just stood still and then Blitzard picked the ball up and went past him. And I get that he'd been running his guts out. The players were exhausted at the end of that game because not a lot of goals scored. That's the but, knock on Trelaw, though. He can't. He's kicking the fish. Well, but he's been really good the last few weeks. I think yeah. he just didn't play well. But no, nah, good. Darcy Moore, I've noticed he's well down. Did he? Was he injured? Did he? Did a hamstring. Of- yep. Second quarter again. So he's just coming back from a hamstring injury. He's done another hamstring injury, and Collingwood are actually investigating their training practices. Well, Tom, maybe the medical team in Sydney can look after him. That's the rumour that's floating around. That's a heavy rumour. It is, it is. And then Eddie Maguire came out and said, oh, they've got 15 draft picks or something. Yeah, no, no. 15 first round picks for him. <laughs> I'm like, Eddie, you and I both know you'll get the deal done because they'll offer you a reasonable pick or like Jared McVeigh or someone like that. Only way Collingwood would do it uh, is if they know they're getting Tom Lynch. Yeah, which they're getting Tom Lynch. Well, maybe. Well, apparently it's Hawthorne is the other one, and I've said that. And Hawthorne, I, I, Hawthorne have a system, though, where they don't pay overs. Yeah, no, true. But here's the thing. If you're Lynch, money's not the real object because Gold Coast can match any massive million-dollar offer with their AFL ambassador money. Yeah, but I don't think he would go to Hawthorne, who I'm, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure they have a policy where they won't pay a million dollars for a player, whereas Lynch could probably command like 1.6 from most of the teams that are keen. So it's like, yeah, but Hawthorne are successful. He could win a premiership at Hawthorne. I don't know if he'd do it at Collingwood. 
Although he might with the way they're playing. He's got a lot to think about. Anyway, uh, go the Cats. That's all I'll say. That's the end of the games. Do we want to jump to next week before we get out some emails? Yeah, we've got a few emails again, so we'll just uh, fucking fly through these yeah, games. Let's do, let's Adelaide go. Bulldogs. Adelaide. Crows. Adelaide, yep. Uh, North Melbourne Giants. North. North. Sintazzi too. North. North. Giants have got injuries. Yep. North are firing up. Suns hosting Port Adelaide in China. Port. Oh, Port. <laughs> yeah, Port. The, uh, uh, the uh, very famous uh, important China match. Uh, the big country round. Is that what it's called, Tom? Country yeah, the game. Country round. At Dusha. the, at the Essen- MCG. Essendon versus the, uh, Geelong. This is the first time the boys have had to, you know, bit of a line in the sand moment. So we know who we're tipping. Sean, who, who are you are backing you in that game? This is really tough, boys, because I try and support you as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I also need to support my endeavour to climb up the yeah, tipping yeah. ranking, so I will be tipping Essendon. No, I'll be tipping Geelong. <laughs> Sorry. Essendon by 10 goals. Uh, Geelong by five. Yeah, Geelong by uh, 60 points. I think. The, the word on the street is Hawkins back this week, <laughs> Scott Selwood back this week, and Parfit back. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, Geelong by 80 points. Um, Essendon, no. though, we've got heaps of huge ins. We've got... Oh, no one. <laughs> no, no. Matty Lloyd's coming out of retirement. Hey. Hey, kick 13. Velvet Sledgehammer. <laughs> 13 uh, and kill Gary Apple. <laughs> then Chris Scott will charge on the field and fucking murder him. <laughs> Chris Scott will come out get... and Brad Scott will appear as well. I was like, where the fuck did he come from? He's like, oh, he's just always nearby. He's, he's actually in Tasmania. He's sitting there coaching. He's like, my brother needs me. And just burst out of the coach's box. <laughs> Sydney hosting the Dockers. That'll be the Swans. Swans. Yeah, They've got a really winner, a home game. They'll win this one. Yeah, they should. Wrong um, nine. Ooh, big boy. Franklin's uh, not back. Yeah, I know. He's that's, still not that's back. Hell Hall Stadium. Stadium. Yeah, oh. fucking hell. St. Kilda and Collingwood at Eddie had. Collingwood should win. Collingwood. But they apparently also might lose Jeremy Howe. Saints are going to pinch a game at some point. It's all going to come together. They're yeah, going they to did. kick straight one time They this did year. pinch a game. It was round one. Oh, against Brisbane? Yep. Good boy, Tom. Oh, Carlton versus Melbourne. Now, this is a danger game for Melbourne, but they should I, win it. No, it is absolutely a fucking danger game for Melbourne. They should win, though. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if a resurgent Carlton just came out and spanked Melbourne because they walked into this game with the big heads that they often get when they win a couple. Charlie will kick five. If he's not suspended for touching an umpire. Big game up at the Gabba. Brisbane, Hawthorne. I am going to back the boys. Sean, guess what? I'm going to back the boys yeah, too. Yeah, Tom. Good on you. Do <laughs> sure what you got, mate. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Hodgie. Um, yeah, no, okay. How yes. many blokes is Hodge going to murder? Seven. So Hodge is going to play his ninth game for Brisbane and probably his last because he'll get a life ban. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's going to happen? Yeah. If you're, James Tisley is going to go straight to Hodge and try to rile him up. Ugh. And he, Hodge won't rise to it, and then Sicily will turn his back, and then all of a sudden he'll just like feel this like wham in his back, and he would just be paralysed from the waist down. And Hodge will be like, "Yeah, don't don't mess with me again, son." I've actually got enough input out of Hodge this year, so I I, I hate Sicily so much that I'm happy if he channels Dermy and karate chops him in the throat, and then curb stomps him, give him a curb stomp, and then Clarko will whinge in the media, and be like, <laughs> "Can't be stomping on players, oh fucking fuck, fuck off." Like, honestly, like <laughs> I, I want Brisbane to win so bad this week, and there, there is a, there is a chance. Fuck yeah, there's a chance. Like Brisbane, other type of team, and they, they're a danger game against literally everyone. Yeah, it's not like a Carlton, especially at the Gabba. Away yeah. from the Gabba, probably not. But at the Gabba, it, yeah. they're a danger game, and it's the yeah. same. Like it's like with Carlton. Like apart from accident, you can't really imagine. You can be reasonably confident you're going to beat Carlton. Yeah, yeah unless yeah. you fuck it. <laughs> Whereas you turn up against Brisbane and it's not like a pushover thing anymore. It's like, oh, fuck, we, we actually have to be on or we won't win. 
Yeah. And then uh, West Coast v. Richmond over That's there. That's probably match of the round. Hellhole Stadium will claim uh, its highest profile victim when it just kills Dustin Martin. Oh. He trips. Richmond have actually had a lucky run with injuries. R- Richmond have had a lucky, <laughs> lucky run with injuries in the draw because they've not had to play anyone outside of Melbourne, bar Adelaide, yep. and they haven't you had to what? go to Hellhole Stadium. Yeah, they're... West Coast, there. They've had the softest fucking draw ever. And you know what's hard? The fucking surface <laughs> of the stadium. And do you know, do you know what's even harder? Nick Nat's back, and he's just going to drive people into that stadium oh, like it's nobody's fuck. business. Yeah. Dusty's going to don't argue someone, but the stadium's going to don't argue him back. <laughs> West Coast by three goals. Yeah, I'm going to go West Coast as well. West Coast by four goals for me. All right, um, now we'll just move on to the emails. Got a lot of... Uh, a lot of people asking about TCs this week. Good, I'm happy to clarify. Yeah. All right, uh, first of all, we'll start off with a slightly more positive email. So we've got Matt from the UK, who uh, has been watching a few AFL games as they're on early in the morning over there. Good man. Uh, he's yet to pick a team to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he uses a soccer comparison, which, guys, we don't know shit about soccer. I got in trouble on the Discord because I was, like, making soccer things, and someone's like, no, you can't say that about oh, those actually, teams. And yeah, I was like, hang on. Uh, <laughs> I know nothing about soccer. Yeah, uh, so we went after Manchester United in a week where their manager went in for a brain operation, I'm pretty sure. Look, was it a heart operation to give him a bit of... T- I don't know, actually. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck me. I know nothing about soccer. Yeah, I don't think I even engaged in the soccer because I don't know anything. Well, the only the only thing I know about soccer is way back when Tottenham, they're still a team, but when Gareth Bale left Tottenham, my Tottenham friend turned to me and said, that's like Gary Ablett going to the Gold Coast, so I understood, and that was it. Soccer, oh, all actually, I know is that it's a poor man's footy. Was it? It's a very. It's a man who's got no money. It's a broke man's footy. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, he's like, I support Arsenal, a team, a team full of potential that man- has, hasn't managed to fulfill it for the past few seasons. To the point where I'd like my current squad to lower me into my grave so when I die, they can let me down one last We're time. We're going the same team, I think, for I think Arsenal. Port Adelaide? No. Who are you going? Well, so Arsenal have got that swagger about them. So I was going probably a Collingwood or a Melbourne. Well, he's... Uh, potential, also- though. Unfulfilled potential. Melbourne. Also, but hang on, let's just, I'll finish the email. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal have also had a bunch of, <laughs> he didn't say TCs, he used the uh, full version. <laughs> Good Fuck boy. off for more money. Um, <laughs> I feel like the team that best fits this bill is Essendon. Any other suggestions? Oh, um, See, the problem is Essendon caused a lot of TC behavior. Maybe Adelaide. Yeah, maybe Adelaide, mm. leaving for more money, untapped potential, big, no, arrogant know. club. <laughs> Start with A. Ad- look, Adelaide? Uh, Adelaide, yeah. We hate them, so... We do. You, it depends how you feel about us. I feel Adelaide or Melbourne. A lot of players jump ship from Melbourne, too. Don't feel like you have to pick a team based on your soccer club. No, yeah. no, too. Pick pick your own team. Pick Brisbane. Pick Geelong. Just don't pick Hawthorne. Just, well, do, uh, just, just do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. yeah. Your call, Matt. And uh, speaking of picking Brisbane, uh, I got an email from Kyle. As a born and raised Brizzy boy, when I got into footy after Sons of the West, I started backing Brisbane. Yeah. And in the lead up to the Brisbane v. Dogs game, I was sure we'd win. So was I. <laughs> you're, that, you're like that every week. After all three nah, of you. but this week particularly. I was planning th- roast. Like, fuck me. After all three of you just uh, announced you were also backing Brisbane, I decided to put some money on the game. Because, hey, Aww. three to one odds. I win heaps when we sneak it through. So I put $50 on the game. <sighs> we don't condone gambling, mate. Don't ever do that. You should have just bought yourself 10 pies. <laughs> nah, go hard. That's 10 beers. Yeah, imagine how many you could have had if they got up. If you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
30 beers. <laughs> they would have been well worth the effort. And um, like, they would have the tasted g- good. Taste anyway. like uh, <laughs> as the game goes on, I've become more and more stressed. At the end, we all know we lost. <laughs> so if you give me my money back, that would be greatly appreciated. Cheers, you bunch of cunts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle. Kyle, uh, Kyle, Kyle. Sorry about your money, but you knew what you were getting into. <laughs> Put fifty on him this week, though. Uh, <laughs> well, he's uh, that man is Kyle. Uh, also, uh, it's worth noting he mentioned this in the email. He also has a sand spence tattoo, so he's a big fan of making poor decisions. <laughs> I hey, hope Kyle, it's a how good footy one. Get a Brisbane tattoo, mate. <laughs> <laughs> get Mitch Robinson on your bicep. You won't regret that. Uh, that won't age badly. The subject of this email from Spencer is just TCs. Good. Hey, okay. guys. Massive fan of the show. I'm listening from all the way in America. Ooh. Who's the biggest TC in AFL right now? Keep up the good work. Or oh, Jake Lever is a possibility. Yeah, I think Lever's the... Oh, but he left for family reasons, too. Ah, fuck him. <laughs> left for money. Lever... Is his family dollar bills? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Cameron left for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Is his family dollar bills? Charlie Cameron left for oh. family reasons. Probably oh. Jake Lever. Yeah, but because and everyone's enjoying his his like not playing great at the start of the year too. They were very happy to put the boots in. Yep. Um, um Rocky was up there. He was. But you've come around to him. What about Jared Pollock? For me, he's TC number one. Um I, think I fucking hate him. Can I say, do you know who it would have been for a while? Yeah. In all seriousness, probably someone like Buddy. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Actually, pro- no, guys, Tom Scully. Scully, that's a good option. Leaving for $9 million in your second year at Melbourne, purely for, for cash. After they'd burned a number one draft pick on you? Yeah. Yeah. Or a top top three. Top, maybe it was one or two, I can't remember. Enjoyed that ankle, Tom. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I might have to go and have a think about the TCs and... Report back next. Uh, Look, one we'll get day, back to you. One day this uh, this year, this season, um, <clears throat> as we get close to the middle of the season, there's a few rounds that have way less games. We might put together a list of TCs and talk about them because it seems to be something that our listeners are very, very fond of. We do also want to do like a, a TC uh, team, just a team <laughs> full of TCs. So a TC be a pretty good team. team it like, would be a great team. Dangerfield, Ablett, Buddy, Buddy. <laughs> yeah. Shit, this team's amazing. Jake Stringer. Uh, Scully, Jake Stringer, <laughs> Phil Lever, Davis, Phil Davis. Geez, this team's actually really Is it just current good. TCs or of all time? Oh, Akamanis if it's all time. Akamanis, <laughs> Barry Hall. Akamanis can coach. Uh, Brian Lake. <laughs> Tony Lockett. Brian Lake's at fullback. I'll tell you who'll fuck... Oh, no, I'll tell you who's at fullback. Fucking Mal Michael. <laughs> <laughs> he retired. He retired to get away from the game because he was like, oh, I've had enough. I'm just tired of footy. Retired. Neck minute, playing for the Bombers. Get fucked, Mel. Dickhead. Nah, okay. he's a great servant of the club and did really well and helped us win three premierships, and I uh, I have a lot of love for him. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. All right, la- <laughs> last email. This one's from Ren. Yeah. Hey, Ren. Gents, love the podcast. Hate how much it's made me care about footy again. <laughs> love <laughs> it. I'm not convinced Richmond are as good as their ladder position indicates. Yep. As you mentioned in the last week's podcast, they're yet to play a top eight team from last year, apart from Adelaide, who've beat them consecutively. Two of the teams have played who are in the middle of the ladder... Middle of a lot of teams last year, if I remember correctly. And then there was Carlton in round one, who probably could have beaten them if they hadn't gone home at three-quarter time. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They, they fucked off. Yeah. Oh, they said, we are the Navy Blues. 
See you later. Do you think Richmond is just a slightly above average team masquerading as a top tier team? Or do you think they're actually top of the ladder material? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Uh, yeah. And he said, Ren, in brackets, it's pronounced Ren. Because he's the name spot. Anyway, that was funny for me because I can read the email. Great. <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is that a text-based joke that you've tried in an audio format? Yeah, so the name is spelled What are you, R-E- Tom Reed? <laughs> <laughs> name spelled Doesn't R-E- make any fucking sense. Because you do it all the time, you No, fuck. I do visual gags oh, in an audio format. <laughs> I got fucking confused because it's been a long recording session. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah this is- fuck. As you may have heard at the start of this episode, it's been fucking marred by technical difficulties. So it's basically a fucking miracle that you're even hearing. I'm this. exhausted. Uh, it, we started recording at it's like six, quarter past six and it's almost nine o'clock. It's five to nine. I'm late for a movie. It's all happening. What time does the movie start? 9.30. Oh, you'll be fine. Oh, better. We better push on. We better push um, on. Just on, in answer to that question, I think Richmond are definitely a top four team. Absolutely. And they're playing a lot. Again, it's their the same system. as last it's year. Their, system. their list is not the best, but it's their system and it's the belief that they all have in each other. And it's actually, it's, it's Essendon, but the team has gelled and are working as a team unit. So they're fantastic in that front. I don't think they can maintain the rage for the whole season. Someone will catch them. There will be a better team come forward, I think. Yeah. That's the challenge. We'll know Richmond. more after this weekend, after they visit Hellhole Stadium. I don't think we will. team does their need. No, I don't, think we, I, I don't expect them to win this week. And also, it's a tough one, because then again, okay, if West Coast are the best team in the AFL, can they play at the MCG? No. They cannot. Yeah. I think a better test of where those two teams are at would be a match at the MCG. Just personally. Fuck. Between both of them? Yes. It actually needs to be like Adelaide Oval between the two of them, so it's completely neutral. <laughs> Send them to Tassie. Yeah. Well, Ooh, that'd be massive. Hey. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I reckon we should wrap this fucking show up. If you want to, if you want to send us an email with lists of TCs and want to ask us questions about, I follow this soccer team. Which football team should I follow? And we don't fucking know what you're talking about. Then you should uh, send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail dot com, or you can annoy us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty. I remembered both this week. Oh. Uh, you're an absolute legend, Tom. And uh, we've been getting some absolute ripper tweets. You should definitely follow us on Twitter because there's a lot of people just screaming how good's footy. Uh, and it's... it's Oh, it's that bloke. Good. Fuck, does anyone remember his name? Hang on. Sydney Swan supporter. Hang on. Give it me was one Jack, second. possibly. He, Jack, yep, singing the song. Fuck, in that his made my day. Oh, it was beautiful. Was good on so you, mate. Fuck, oh. Hang on, wait. Jack. Jack? I, I want to say it's Jack. Here and Jack. Kieran Jack, <laughs> fan of the show, Sydney Swans player, Jack Zimmer. Jack, Jack Zimmer. Zimmer. On you, Jack. Good oh, work, Jack. And just, on that note, I've been Dusha. I've been Tom. I've been Carney. And uh, <laughs> Tom, one of us will be eating toast, one of us will be eating roast, and uh, it's hard to say who's who. <laughs> Go Lions! <laughs> Go Lions! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com